folks, uh, I bring you a greeting from uh, Togo, West Africa. It's a small country uh, between Ghana and Benin, Nigeria. It's there. And uh, again, every time I come back to America, uh, I praise God for uh, the mission work that God has you folk doing for so many uh, years, many centuries. Uh, it has not because of uh, this nation. Uh, I don't know how God can reach us. We French speaking, and uh, we learn a lot about philosophy as well. The French people gave us, but not the word of God. Uh, it was not until uh, uh, 1979 that I heard the gospel preached by an American missionary, and I got saved. So that is the reason why I'm here, and uh, uh, we are brothers and sisters in Christ. And you have many, many brothers back in Africa you may never meet here on earth, but in heaven. Uh, the story will be just uh, delightful to meet many, many brothers of your brothers and sisters from uh, uh, the other side of the continent. Well, uh, thank you. And uh, uh, the thing was, I got sick when I got here. I got sick, don't feel sorry for me. I got sick because I have eaten, I was eating like a pig. <laughs> and I was kidding myself that God will understand that uh, this is just occasionally. But <laughs> and uh, he heard me, so I, you know, about uh, two weeks ago, not even two weeks ago, uh, last uh, weekend I was really sick. I could, Saturday I couldn't even get off the bed from eating too much, but uh, I promise I'm not going to be eating too much. And I'm trying to cut down on my eating, except that uh, I was with the husband. I don't know if I did too much. And then uh, the boys took me last uh, evening to eat. So I appreciate everything. But you watch me and uh, don't let me get uh, in that habit, eating too much, please. Well, Pastor, you can testify with me that uh, when we were in seminary, uh, one of the course uh, of Bible school, college, one of the course we took was uh, homiletics, which is uh, uh, they train us how to uh, prepare your sermon, uh, how to put it together, and uh, how to deliver your sermon before uh, any audience. And it was a very uh, helpful course. Uh, the problem is uh, none of my uh, seminary or college professors uh, knew that I was going to leave this country and go back uh, to Togo, West Africa, where uh, for the most part of the time you face an audience uh, that uh, you prepare a sermon and want to deliver, but as you look at the faces, well, uh, especially the children, and uh, in uh, the rural areas, you see them, sometimes they don't have much clothes on, and uh, you look at them, they are empty stomach, and then you want to fire them up. That's Seminary didn't teach me that. <laughs> so I have to learn how to preach to my own people and try to energize them uh, 
because it's difficult to, quite frankly, tell people who love the law but are hurting and uh, convince them that they are serving a great God, a loving, kind Father, but they are just, some of them don't have anything to eat. So, in the course of my ministry, I just, uh, you know, I pay attention to what I was taught, but anytime I got, rap and preach, I have my own amyletics. So this morning I'm going to use one of those uh, uh, style of preaching. It may not suit what you got here, looking at Pastor Pereira, he may be certainly a good preacher, and I don't doubt that, and, uh, but I'm going to use my own way of preaching in Africa. So bear with me. Bear with me. And this morning I'm going to start with uh, what uh, we call an enigma. I use that a lot. And somebody will say, what is an enigma? Enigma is uh, what we call in our modern day language a puzzle. A puzzle or uh, uh, something you say and you ask people to think and give the answer. One of those enigmas will be uh, what Samson put forth uh, to the Philistine and none of them were able to find the answer except uh, uh, his girlfriend who betrayed him. And uh, you recall when he said unto the Philistine, out of the eater come forth meat, and out of the strong came forth sweetness. And they could not find, they could not in three days expand the riddle. And you know what he was talking about. We know that story. It was when he killed the lion and he came back three days later and found honey in the, the, in the stomach or womb of uh, that lion. So I'm going to start this morning with a riddle. And that riddle concerns you folks here at Covington Baptist Church. So you listen carefully to the riddle so that uh, you can be able to give me the right answer and to make it real for you that I'm not kidding. Uh, the only thing I have in my wallet for a few days, I'm trying to, uh, to keep it, but uh, this morning I want to let it go. $20 bill. So anybody who will give me the answer, the right answer to my riddle, will get $20. I mean $20. <laughs> it's amazing. You picture my country. And I pulled $20, wanting to give it to anyone who is able to explain my real, you know what will happen? Some people will be jumping on me before. <laughs> <laughs> but here, 
Nobody cared about my $20 bill. <laughs> Only in America, man. <laughs> I'm serious. I'm going to give it away. So you pretend like you want it. Let's <laughs> pretend like uh, you want it. <laughs> so I can pull out the riddle. Okay, here we go. Now I know that you want it. $20 bill. Yeah. I'm not kidding. Well, as I studied a little bit more about your church. Church, I'm not referring to the building, even though this morning I praise God. The last time I was here, you have pews. Now you have this chair, so beautiful. It made me a little bit envious and jealous. But I praise God for you. It tells me that you are living. Amen? You are dreaming about God and his ministry. Anytime we cease to dream about this ministry, we're dead. Folks, if you cease to dream about heaven, you, you, you're dead. So it's good to know, notice these changes in your church. But as I study a little bit more about your church, and this time, uh, especially this morning, as I entered the doors, and when I run and greet uh, folks, even children, young people, I was struck, and I'm still struck by the unique triplet. And you know what triplet means. I am struck by this unique triplet that cannot be separated. I mean, I saw your church as a triplet that you cannot be that cannot be separated. All three are tied together. And if you dare take one out, the church is dead. If you dare take the first one, especially the first one out, there will be no life at Covington Baptist Church. Are you listening to me carefully? Maybe pastor can start guessing, but you, I'm going to rule you out. You're not participating. <laughs> You're going to. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And all three, the triplet, represent the true image of Covington Baptist Church. And I'm saying, and if you dare take or knock one out, Covington Baptist Church will cease to be a living church. Meaning there will be no life within Covington Baptist Church. Question, who am I? It can be a single thing, I'll take it. Or who are we? Somebody keep the time for two minutes. $20. Yeah, anybody can answer. It's $20. 
be brothers. Okay. I take that, but that is not the right answer. <laughs> Anybody else want to try? Well, yeah. Pastor? Okay, thank you. The Holy Spirit? Good. Here, but we're talking about a triplet. That is your church. Love? Yeah. Yeah, but it's not a whole thing. Grace? Yeah, you can say grace, but it's not my triplet. Christ's love? That's good. What is that? Sacrifice? Yeah. All that is good, but I want a triplet. Good, but ah. <laughs> who is keeping my time? I don't want to keep you over time. Are the two minutes gone? Ten seconds. Oh, please, somebody take it. Ah, <laughs> uh, charity. Yeah. You all get close. Uh, I hate this. Well, ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters in Christ. <laughs> well, in fact, the title of my message this morning is found on your website. The website of Covington Baptist Church. I uh, took a peek, study a little bit what you're doing, and there, the Holy Spirit, I was going to preach on something else, but the lady, the Lord, would not let me preach anything except who you are. And uh, when you go on the site, uh, like the, the do it you have home, then the next thing is who we are. And when I click on that, brothers and sisters in Christ, this is what I found, our mission. Our mission is the triplet I'm talking about. To live You almost said something to love. You said it, but it wasn't a triplet. And the last one is your commitment, which I label your labor. So the triplet that I'm talking about this morning is to leave 
to love and to labor. That is whom you said you are. That is your identity. In fact, I didn't want to misrepresent whom you are. All I did is copied and pasted. That's on my sheet. And this is what she said. To live, love, and proclaim the gospel both within our community of faith and to our world. And you went on explaining a little bit on that, what this looks like. Living. We will seek to be a people that are so gripped by the good news of Jesus that our life are transformed from inside out. Did you really mean that? Do you really mean it? Hallelujah. This is profound. This is no cheap. And we went and put loving. We will seek to be a people that are so gripped by the good news of Jesus' love for us that we will seek to reflect that life given love to others. Folks, that is profound. You just don't get up and say something like that. The Holy Spirit got to move him to believe in that. And then proclaiming. We will seek to be a people so gripped by the message of the good news that we can't help but proclaim it to the people God has placed around us in order to make disciples for his glory. Hallelujah. Praise God. Shall we pray? Father, we have a few minutes just to talk about your people, your dear sons and daughters that we have placed here at this location they call Covington. Not by accident, no. You even planned this before the foundation of the world so that they might be the lighthouse to proclaim through their own lives the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and have mean to do it through missionaries like us. And to that, I raise my hand and bless them this morning. I raise my hand to tell you, thank you, Father, for the life of this, your people here at Covington. In Christ's name we pray. Amen.
Well, ladies and gentlemen, my brothers and sisters in Christ, that is pretty ambitious, your mission. I envy you. That is not cheap. That is dynamic. Whom you claim to be. So the title of my message this morning is simple. Our mission. Covington Baptist Church mission. And my triplets, as I said, is three L's. I'm a Baptist preacher, so they taught us how to. <laughs> that is, uh, if you, you want to be lazy, that is what you do so you don't forget. <laughs> yeah. Your life. Your life, as I study the thing, I think you you meant the expression. That is the expression of your being. That is who you are. Not just your physical beings, but far most your spiritual being. That is what makes the difference between you and the unsaved people. Your spiritual life. And Paul said, in the past, we all were dead in our trespasses. We live in sin. We didn't know Christ, but God, God sought and bought us. He came down and offered himself so that Kokuloko will not be anymore Kokuloko, but a spiritual local. Believe it or not, I'll be going to heaven and change my name there. I wish I know what it means before I come here or that I will change my name before I came to. In the 88, I got here and, he, and I said, oh, my name is Kokuloko. Look at me. Are you real? Are you ask, what is your name? My name is Kokuloko. No, your real name. My real name is Kokuloko. <laughs> then later they told me, that means crazy. I said, yeah, I'm one from Africa. <laughs> So I'm stuck. But today I have a new name. Many may not know it. But in heaven, I'll have my name completely changed because I'm a new spiritual being. And so you are. Folks, we can never love or labor without being. So that is the foundation. Reason why I say if you take the first one out, everything is messed up. We need to go back and reassure ourselves that we live in this world, but we don't believe below in this world. We are different people. They may make fun of us, but who cares? Truly in America, I'm nobody, to tell you the truth. I never own a credit card. And if you don't have a credit card in America, you're nobody. Since I'm telling you the truth. Sometimes I want to buy a Zewa credit card. So I don't know credit card. I have debit card. Then they say, you don't, you don't have credit. And one time I tried to have credit. They say, you never have money. You never borrow money. To have 
credit card or credit, you have to borrow money. Now I want to borrow money. They say you never done it, so you not go. <laughs> so I'm stuck. I'm nobody. And they might look at you and look at you funny. Because you're not living up to the American dream. To be somebody in this country, you have to live up to the standards of the American dream. Big house, yes. No, don't get me wrong. If God gave you a big house, even by the lake, praise God. One car will not do in America. You have to have at least two or three to belong. And I ask people, why do you need two cars? They say, well, one is for work, one is for church. And I said, have you ever got up on Sunday morning, crank your car, and the car said, I don't drive to church on Sunday? No. All that is just American dream. You have to have two cars or three. And my sisters here, you even have a car for the mall. <laughs> That car, when he got out, you know that we're going to the mall. Amen. You better leave them alone. <laughs> Hallelujah. I don't even know why we men sometimes we take our wives to the mall and then we will not sit down quiet and let them do what they want to do. So next time you go there, you sit down quiet. If she wants to spend two hours, three hours, be there praying God. Hallelujah. But, you know, it's good to be born in America. Folks, you don't know what you have. To tell you the truth, you don't. But we're not people called to fulfill the American dream. All that is not going to matter. Sometimes people have so much, but when they die, not a dime they are putting in the coffin. And I ask myself, what a waste. I bet you hear about uh, that uh, story. The man was a little bit stingy and told his wife, when I die, I want all my money in my coffin. Wrote it down. And he died and was buried. Later on, they asked the wife, have you fulfilled your husband's will? He said, yes, sir, I did. I wrote him a big check and put it in the coffin. <laughs> I don't know which bank is going to. That's a waste. A big check in the coffin. It's not going to cut it. So I'm glad. That the Holy Spirit move you to say who you are. Your life is to live. Paul said, for me to live is what? It's Christ. For me to live is Christ. It's not the American dream, please. 
And the second thing is to love. Love is something, no matter what we do, no matter how, we, how hard we try, there are people you just can't love. I don't know why. But to do that is possible. To do that, you have to be born again. You have to have life before you can love. Many times, many people try to love without not having true life. And that will never work. But we can because we are rooted in Christ and Christ is not dead. Christ is living. Who say otherwise? My Christ is living. Death have no power on Christ and we are in Christ so we are living and we can love as Christ did except we are still in this flesh. But that is no excuse. And when you say that, you vow that your essence, your being is to love, I believe you. You know, the Jews, they have what they call Shema, it's just a prayer. Oh, Israel, listen. The Lord your God is one. And thou shalt what? Love your God with all your being. And you remember uh, that uh, man, uh, rich man that came to Christ, he was not the only one. One time they asked the Lord Jesus Christ, Master, which is the great commandment in the law. Jesus said unto him, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart. And with all thy soul, and with all thy mind. This is the first and great commandment. And the second is like unto it thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. Love. The world is dying to have love. Now, any type of love, genuine love. Now, it's so easy to say, if you need anything, call me. No. I live long enough in here to know that that is just something we just say is even not thinking. If you need anything, call me. Why, if I call you 3 o'clock in the morning, are you be happy? Or two o'clock in the morning? But I believe you, love is that which really stands between who you are and what you do. If you don't have love, it won't work. You have to love God. That is what Christ said. And then you have to love your neighbors. Love 
stand in the middle of two. And I don't know who crafts your mission. It was so well done. And I don't know if you say it. That is the, the people you are. That is your mission. The triplet. To love. Uh, to live. To love. And to labor. And as I close this morning, I want to zoom on again a little bit on that love. We will seek to be a people that are so gripped by the good news of Jesus' love for us that we will seek to reflect that life-given love to others. Ladies and gentlemen, may I ask you, you're doing well, Frank, quite honestly. I praise God that you are reflecting that love even from here and is shining even in dark places in Togo. And we'll be seeing a little bit more during the Sunday school hour. But what about your home? What about your neighbors? Oh, Kaku, they all go to church. Uh, don't fool yourself. They are behind screen doors. A lot of them, they are hurting. To tell you the truth, don't fool yourself. We all can pull out nice faces. But may I convince you that there are many, many around you who are lost, no hope. They try the American dream. The American dream just failed them. They need more than that. And sometimes they wonder if we really care. They are hurting. And when you ask them, how are you? What are they going to say? What is the word? The magic word? How are you? Fine. How are you? It's what we taught to do, to say. Sometimes when I want to kill on people, they ask me, how are you, Koku? I'm not doing good. And, oh. <laughs> so I'm not supposed to tell the truth. I'm supposed to lie. Even if I'm not feeling well, I'm supposed to say, yeah, funny. So here we go. You ask me, Koku, how are you doing? Good? Fine. Bunch of lies. Lies, lie. We all know that. They need love. And we have it. That is our inheritance. That is what we got from the Savior. And nothing in this world can give it. And we have it. But sometimes we are using most of the time for ourselves. You know, it's easy to use it on ourselves. And we forget. There are many teenagers hurting. They need love to tell you the truth. We can fake it, but they are living in a world that is so messed up, a world that I don't know. Oh, when I see kids today, I ask myself, in what world are they going to grow up? Look what the world is doing to them. They cannot go to school and say that they are Christian. They will be mocked. They need somebody like you. And most of the time, 
you forgive me, that all the generation, we don't comprehend our young people. We just cast them, oh, they don't want to listen. Just let them do whatever they want to do. It's not the case. We need to love. Love the church. It's what we have. It's what we have. Love the church. Love your fellow Christian. There's nothing that can happen in the church that we cannot solve. If you have love. But I can tell you, I have been in some churches they push the love aside and the next time I come back, the church is gone. Because instead of love, loving, embracing, they choose to be Cassius Clay. Yeah. That's what they do. Is that what the church is for? Hmm? And thank you very much for your labor. That appreciate it. Supporting us, putting us on the field, and allowing us to do the work. To live, to love, and to labor. That is what you folks here claim to be. May God bless you and never forget it. That is what counts. That is what counts. American dream is not going to make it. That is what the heavenly dream is all about. To live. That's your, your pain. To love. That's you, what you have. And to labor. This world is looking, searching, desperately. And I trust that you'll be that light for your community, for America, and for Africa. God bless you.